Hello and welcome to What's the Story Ghost. I'm your host Annette. And I'm Stephen. And today we are on 70... No. <laughs> today we are on episode 72. Pew pew. 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 <laughs> Stephen. Yes. Have you ever been to California? No. That's where we're going. Woo. We crack on? Let's do it. It's coming to that time of year when you have finally saved up enough after Christmas to go on a well-deserved holiday. But it's funny how different each family's version of the perfect holiday is. For some, it's sun, sea and sand. For others, it's more inland and city breaks. And then there are those crazy people who brave theme park holidays with kids. To me, it's a holiday for the kids, but it's a week-long workout for the parents. I salute you. Having gone on a seven-night cruise for our honeymoon, I can honestly say I cannot wait for the boys to be old enough so we can go on another cruise. But I know the idea of a cruise isn't for everyone. Being so far out at sea is not within everyone's comfort zone. Sure, the view is spectacular during the day. The sun, the sea air, the motion of the boat. I realise for some, none of those are appealing either, but I have to admit, at night, there is no view. It's just black. Deep, dark blackness. And though the view is likely the very same as during the day, even those who don't mind the dark have to admit, when you're on a boat, in the middle of the ocean, in the middle of the night, you spend a lot of time reassuring yourself, there's no icebergs in the Caribbean, right? But we're not here to talk about Titanic. I want to talk about her cousin, Officially retired from ocean travel, the Queen Mary was moved to sunny Long Beach, California, where she is a living landmark exposing a whole new generation of fans to a bygone era. The Queen Mary was 28% longer and 46% wider than the Titanic. She had over three times the horsepower and was able to travel 30% faster than the Titanic. The Queen Mary had an additional four passenger decks compared to the Titanic. She was better in every way, but she's also kind of sort of very haunted. When the Queen Mary was built, Britain, France and Germany were all competing to be the top transatlantic luxury travel providers. Two rival British companies, the Cunard and White Star Lines, sought to outdo each other's ships in the three most important categories, size, speed and amenities. I'm sure safety was in there somewhere. A British shipbuilder called John Brown and Company, commissioned by Cunard, began construction of the Queen Mary in December 1930 at a Clydebank Scotland shipyard. The company was already well known for having built the RMS Lusitania, which was torpedoed and sunk by a German U-boat in 1915. With the onset of the worldwide Great Depression, construction on the Queen Mary came to an abrupt halt. But, eager to spur on the sluggish economy, the British government agreed to give a loan that would allow construction on ship number 534 to continue. I say ship number 534 because the ship's name was a big secret at the time. But the loan would only be given if Cunard and White Star Line would merge. Their fates rested on the Queen Mary and it seemed their luck had finally turned. It was a sunny day on May 27, 1936, when the Queen Mary departed from England on her maiden voyage. With the finest amenities, from exquisite dining rooms, swimming pools, a kennel for passengers' dogs, a nursery and a hospital, 
and as I said, she was fast. Hitting top speeds of 32 knots, she could sail from England to New York in just four days. The RMS Queen Mary dominated transatlantic travel, holding the blue riband from 1938 to 1952, and welcomed celebrities, politicians, and of course, royalty aboard. But at least 47 people died aboard the Queen Mary during her time at sea. In 1936, Sir Edgar Britton, the first captain of the Queen Mary, died of a stroke in his cabin. In 1949, senior second officer William Stark accidentally drank laundry detergent stored in a gym bottle, thereby poisoning himself to death. In 1966, 18-year-old crewman John Pedder was taking part in a routine drill aboard the Queen Mary when he was crushed by a bulkhead door. I feel like I should mention it was the number 13 bulkhead door for dramatic effect, of course, despite 13 being one of my lucky numbers, but I digress. Pedder's ghost is often spotted wearing blue overalls. Sometimes he'll run behind people, whistling, as if warning them. Other times, he'll ask guests if they've seen his wrench, and when they turn back to him, he's gone, so he seems harmless. Those were some of the official records reported. But hundreds of others are said to have died on, or at the hands of, the Queen Mary before her retirement. Going back in time a little, the ship was drafted into military service in 1939. Britain believed her size and speed would keep her safe from German U-boats, and they were right. Rumour has it that Adolf Hitler offered a $250,000 reward to any submarine captain who could successfully sink her. But efficiency came at a cost. The Queen Mary was not only pushed to the limit, often squeezing 15,000 soldiers and prisoners of war into spaces designed for 2,200 passengers. She was also stripped of all her fine decor and amenities to create more space. Her bright smokestacks were painted navy grey and her portholes blackened and welded shut. What was once a ship that evoked luxury and style was transformed and earned her the nickname Grey Ghost. The summers were unbearable. Above deck, soldiers slept shoulder to shoulder, but below deck they took turns sleeping in bunks in sweltering heat. On account of the lack of airflow, the cabins got suffocatingly hot to the extent that some soldiers jumped ship and sadly a lot died from heat exhaustion. The Queen Mary was no longer a beautiful cruise ship, known for her speed, amenities and sense of class. It was hell. The legend goes the staff went stir-crazy too. One rather gruesome rumour was that the galley crew, or Australian soldiers that they had picked up depending on who's telling the story, locked the chef in his own oven overnight, roasting him alive because they didn't like the food. Now, although there is no record of the chef's death, there is substantial evidence that over 300 men died at the hands of the Queen Mary. On October 2nd, 1942, the famed ship accidentally collided with the HMS Curacao, a much smaller cruiser that was escorting her around the Irish coast from New York to Glasgow. The Curacao was zigzagging in front of the Queen Mary to confuse any potential U-boats and hoping to throw off any potential missile attacks. This was a common distraction effort, but somewhere in translation something was missed. And travelling at speed, the Queen Mary started to slowly catch up with the Curacao and collided with her. 
The Queen Mary, being nearly 20 times bigger than the Curacao, sliced it clean in half. Some of the crew aboard the Curacao died instantly, while others drowned or succumbed to hypothermia in the freezing water. Due to protocol, the captain of the Queen Mary, Cyril Illingworth, couldn't stop to rescue the men, which sounds incredibly cruel, but it would have compromised the lives of thousands of soldiers on board. And because of this, it's said that the current of the Queen Mary carried the men, chopping them up in her propeller. They pushed forward, but reported the incident to nearby British destroyers. But by the time the British arrived, about two hours later, it was too late. Many had already died from the impact, drowning, hypothermia or other horrible ways to die at sea, and the estimate was 329 men died as a result. The Curacao had a crew of 430, and only 99 survived. It's said that you can hear the screams of the Curacao passengers in the boiler room of the Queen Mary, and some claim that the bow of the ship is a hot spot due to the fact that that is where the Queen Mary made contact with the Curacao. The truth of what happened was sealed until the war ended three years later. By then, the Queen Mary had undergone a 10-month renovation that seemingly erased any remnants of military life. Beautiful paintings, fine china and stylish furniture were returned to the cabins and dining rooms and she was ready to impress the rich, famous and royal again. But even the most elite makeover and no expense spared treatment couldn't paint over or distract from what had happened during the war. The Queen Mary was now a haunted ship. But not just three or four little ghosties roaming around the ship. She's reportedly haunted by over 100 spirits and the most infamous being the spirit of stateroom B340 where paranormal activity is so intense and frequent that a lot of the crew refuse to go inside. Though everyone seems to have their own story about who or what haunts the room, a third-class passenger named Walter J. Adamson did mysteriously die there in 1948. But the big question is, is it his ghost that haunts the place? Or was he, in fact, killed by the ghost that haunts that room? It's also been suggested that staff locked a man in his third-class room after he murdered two women in the 1960s. A guard outside his room heard him screaming throughout the night that someone was in the room with him. When they entered his room the next morning, they found his dead body, bloody and mangled. It was as if he had been torn apart. It was when the ship was retired in 1967 that the three third-class rooms were combined to create a larger hotel room, B340, and not long after that, guests began reporting odd things. FYI ghosts don't like renovations, they said to confuse them and that's apparently why if you see a ghost or an echo walk through walls, it's probably because when they lived there the layout was different, but I digress again. It was reported by one woman that she woke up during the middle of the night when her bed covers were ripped off. When she looked up, an ominous figure loomed over her. There were also reports of people hearing phantom voices and their taps turning on by themselves. The ship received so many negative comments through the 1970s that room B340 was closed to the public for over 30 years. In 2018, it was reopened as a haunted attraction. However, the key comes with a fierce warning. Even the current captain is too scared to enter. Other haunted areas include the former first-class swimming pool. One apparition appears in 1930s clothing and another in 1960s clothing. 
A little boy who fell overboard near the pool has also been reported to haunt the passageways and a little girl named Jackie is said to haunt the swimming pool area as well. Other hotspots on the ship include the engine room, the safe room, the ore deck forward bow storage, the wheelhouse, boiler room number four, the propeller box and finally the isolation ward. The isolation ward served as a place for sick passengers and those diagnosed with contagious diseases to be kept away from other passengers, with some cases serving as a prison. By the 1960s, commercial flight had dominated the travel platform as the preferred method of transportation, and the once thriving ocean liner industry had gone dry. The golden years of transatlantic travel were over. Despite the ship's luxurious interiors in the 1930s, the Queen Mary couldn't compete with modern cruise ships. Cunard ultimately made the tough decision to sell her to the city of Long Beach, where she would serve as a tourist attraction and hotel. With only a few modern updates, the Queen Mary still looks like she did in her heyday, elegant and alluring. Known as the Ship of Woods due to the impressive number of mixed woods used in its construction. Walking up to the ship today, one can only imagine the excitement that would have been felt all those years ago, the morning of her first voyage, when the Queen Mary was still innocent and hopeful. But this haunted ship today is marred by war. Neither time nor renovation can bury the dark secrets of the RMS Queen Mary. But the ship attracts as many paranormal lovers as it does history enthusiasts. As I said, the ship is a relic of a bygone era. Given the sheer amount of ghostly activity aboard the Queen Mary, she has more than earned the title of the most haunted ship in the world. What do you think of that story? That was a great story. It was good, yeah, isn't yeah. it? I think it, it, it's good that we have a perspective of having gone on a cruise ship before. Yeah, um, not being like that. No, not like that. Um, I think that we should also mention as well, because a lot of people that do cruises kind of go for like, you know, the crazy ones with the water slides and all that kind of stuff. We had never gone on a cruise before. And the lady we were speaking to asked us if we'd never gone on a cruise before. And she was like, well, to be honest with you, for the money that you guys are going to spend for your honeymoon, we could put you on an older ship. But we ended up getting a bigger room, better amenities. Uh, the drinks package it was crazy and because we went on an older ship the clientele was a little older so as much as we love kids we didn't spend the honeymoon tripping over two-year-olds having tantrums mm. at the pool so it was actually really really no, lovely we tripped over adults ourselves yeah. <laughs> but i can't wait to go on another one i only found out yesterday or today while i was talking to my dad my dad's actually been on that ship oh no way yeah um, he, no. Was he a soldier? Or? No. <laughs> he, no. How old do you think my dad is? Did you just realise what you said? In the war. <laughs> no, he went over travelling with my mum. Um, and he was like, yeah, your mum was on it as well. And she thought it was great. He, he, he's never been on a cruise ship before. So yeah. for him, that was his introduction to it. I don't, I don't think he would have been like too interested in the paranormal part of it he's just the history buff in our yep. family but he said it was it was something else and when I told him that Queen Mary had obviously been drafted for the war and underwent this big I want to say renovation but renovation usually in, implies that improvements are made or changes are made yeah. for, but it restoration was just, it was just no at, like for the war the whole thing was just stripped and there was no frills, there was no nothing. And I'll show you, I'll stick up as many pictures as I can because I, I can only take them from certain sites. But Repurposed. Repurposed. I knew um, it was a weird word there. 
But that's another word. Have I, you ever noticed that, that those kind of words aren't as je ne sais quoi as like the word je ne sais quoi? <laughs> um, like when you say like a luxurious makeover, you immediately assume that it's like all smooth lines and you know nice dining areas and a deck for you to the first class chicks to walk their dogs and that kind of stuff. But yeah, no, I definitely, I would definitely go on a cruise again. And if we were ever over in California, because one of my auntie lives over there. Uh, now, my geography is not great. So in my head, I'm like, yeah, Costa Mesa is like only down the road from Long Beach. It might be a million miles away for all I know. Um, But the way I look at it is if you're already all the way over there, you may as well try yeah. and get as much in as you can. But it would definitely be somewhere I would love to go and visit. That being said, and I know I'm not supposed to be the skeptic here. There are facilities on boats for cold storage that are not for food. Yeah. Because deaths on ships happen. Um, if you take into account the clientele that usually goes on cruises are usually older people who are retired. Didn't we meet one couple who, or you, you said that you read about one couple who sold their house and just went on cruises? Because it actually worked out cheaper than... They, I think they live on a cruise ship. Yeah. There's a, I've read a, f- a few articles of people just going, no, I'm just going to live on a cruise ship. And you, you go you hit the buffet. Because I used the laundry service while we were there. Yeah, we so did. So it's yeah. feasible. You could do it. But it, you would need to be retired at that stage. Or a single couple. You couldn't... I, well, I couldn't do it with kids. But then again, there's loads of people that live in their RVs. Mm. But yeah. there's some tricked out RVs there, to be fair. Um, have you any characters for me? I have one character. Okay, go. The chef. Yes. I'm thinking of Ben from Below Deck. You've been watching Below Deck, haven't you? I have been watching Below Deck while cooking the dinners. But you, but in the story, Ben dies. Do you not like Ben? I have a love-hate relationship <laughs> with Ben. Ben's a cool cat. But sometimes he's a bit of a jerk. Well, I think that's, that, that goes... Except for the captain. That can be said about any of the male and female characters. Yeah. But that's it. I, I could see that. I could see Ben. I could see Ben. I did not fall down a rabbit hole this week. Oh. I literally just got like totally engrossed in this. I've actually got a good few um, links. I'll include them in the show notes. But I really, really enjoyed doing the research on this one because it's such a pretty boat. Yeah. It is very Titanic-like. No, you did tell me pictures earlier. It was It's class. Very, very pretty. I will include as many pictures as I can. If not, I highly recommend ch- checking out a couple of the links that I'm going to stick up because it was such a pretty boat. And it's, again, not to be a sceptic. I think when you are trying to advertise this gigantic ship and you are breaking your back trying to keep it alive and keep interest in it to keep the money coming in, you will go down whatever avenue you can. So I'm not saying that there's not ghosts on the ship. There are people who have had genuine experiences, including one guy who also was, he didn't, he was over the wreck. He didn't go down to the Titanic. But he has been in contact with artifacts from the Titanic that have been brought back up. Said he didn't feel a thing. Never anticipated feeling anything. Wasn't even open to the idea of it. Yet when he has been on the Queen Mary, he has had... It was nearly like echoes. Um, Like he saw one in particular was a guy washing his hands at the sink. But he knew what he was doing, but the guy didn't actually move. And then he looked back to the door and then looked back to the sink again and the guy was gone. And he was like, clear as day. And only for he said he is, he was never open to any of that. They're the kind of people that I'm more inclined to believe because they're the ones who want to rationalise it in their head mm. and go, no, that's not what happened. I, I I was probably tired or this, that, the other. Like, it could be a number of different reasons. So there's definitely some stuff going on over there. Mm, yes. Definitely on my bucket list. I would love to go. I would absolutely love to go. I'd love to go on a cruise ship that leaves the dock. From that- Dublin. 
Oh, that would be class. That was, would be amazing. Even if it was, like, I, I know the cruise ships stop in Cork, and I think in Belfast, but there's no start destinations from them. I got on a boat in the docks once after playing a rugby match. The Canadian Navy were docked up and they were looking you for... You told me this, yeah. They were looking for a team to play and they asked us, yeah, we have a, we'll have a, a runabout. Was that fun? Yeah, we won. Could they play? Yeah, some of them were really good. There was a girl that played on their team and she was their equivalent of uh, a province player. So like... Our Leinster Our Monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like oh, it would have oh, been Leinster. Okay, okay. So it would have been like one of the Leinster players, but she was playing against us. Uh, cool. She was really good. They know how to play their sports and they are not backwards about coming forwards. Because mm. I've said this before, I would love for some of the, you know, football players to come and train with the Irish rugby team just to see what it's like mm. to play a, a sport where it can really hurt, but you just get up and get on with it. Like, But the end of that story. Sorry, go on. The end of that story is they invited us back to the boat a few of us went home got Gerard and we went to the boat and then others went into town and followed us up That's to the boat so cool. I would have just gone straight to the boat uh, town will always be there no we had a, yeah but they went into town with the rest of the Canadians so oh, they had some drinks okay. there and then went to the boat and we got onto the, cru- like the cruise ship onto the and we were like escorted into the mess hall and like in, in the Canadian ships they, they have bars and the bars are allowed open from certain hours and That's stuff crazy. Uh, but when they when it's last orders like there's a fella there who's sitting in the corner with his uniform yeah. and he's just like there's, if there's any mess and you're, you're out the door by the scruff of the neck or I don't think I'd even second guess someone who said time gentlemen please I'd be like okay goodbye I'll just throw this pint down the sink it'll be grand class though we got fairly drunk and then when your man came to stand up and go we all just alright town's down the road um, we went to go home or we went to go into town oh, most no. of the lads went into town uh, I went home that's not fair. The closest I have to that is the the bar that we went to on the Liffey. You know the one that's in the ship. We got just as drunk. Oh, we well, we, that was the day we went to see Ludi. Yeah, we went to that and then we came back to. <laughs> and then we went back afterwards yeah. again. Oh wow! Remember the way we used to be able to drink before we had kids? I haven't had a drink in months. We finish up there. Say your words. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I will of course include the links in the show notes and if you have any questions on this or any other episode, our socials are what's the story ghost on Instagram and what's the story ghost at gmail.com if you have any personal stories you would like to share. And those are all my words. Exit jingle. Exit jingle. Bye. I said, yeah, didn't, did we watch the whole thing? A lot, we were lots of it, because it was filmed on, um, not on that ship, it was Princess Cruises. <laughs>